Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the June 14th episode of the podcast, Catechism with Father Neil. Today we will be looking at numbers 1306 to 1314 of the Catechism. 4. Who can receive the sacrament? 1306. Every baptised person, not yet confirmed, can and should receive the sacrament of confirmation. Since baptism, confirmation and Eucharist form a unity, it follows that the faithful are obliged to receive the sacrament at the appropriate time. For without confirmation and Eucharist, baptism is certainly valid and efficacious, but Christian initiation remains incomplete. 1307. For centuries, Latin custom has indicated the age of discretion as the reference point for receiving confirmation. But in danger of death, children should be confirmed, even if they are not, even if they have not yet attained the age of dis- discretion. Thirteen o eight. Although confirmation is sometimes called the sacrament of Christian maturity, we must not confuse adult faith with the adult age of natural growth, nor forget that baptismal grace is a grace of free, unmerited election and does not need ratification to become effective. St. Thomas reminds us of this. Age of the body does not determine age of the soul. Even in childhood, man can attain spiritual maturity, as the Book of Wisdom says. For old age is not honoured for length of time or measured by number of years. Many children, through the strength of the Holy Spirit they have received, have bravely fought for Christ even to the shedding of their blood. 1309. Preparation for confirmation should aim at at leading a Christian toward a more intimate union with Christ and a more lively familiarity with the Holy Spirit, his actions, his gifts and his biddings, in order to be more capable of assuming the apostolic responsibilities of Christian life. To this end, Catechesis for Confirmation should strive to awaken a sense of belonging to the Church, of Jesus Christ, the Universal Church, as well as of the parish community. The latter bears special responsibility for the preparation of confirmands. 1300. To receive confirmation, one must be in a state of grace. One should receive the sacrament of penance in order to be cleansed for the gift of the Holy Spirit. More intense prayer should prepare one to receive the strength and graces of the Holy Spirit with docility and readiness to act. 1311. Candidates for confirmation, as for baptism, fittingly seek the spiritual help of a sponsor. To emphasise the unity of the two sacraments, it is appropriate that this be one of the baptismal godparents. 5. The Minister of Confirmation. 1312. The original Minister of Confirmation is the Bishop. In the East, ordinarily, the priest who baptises also immediately confers confirmation in one and the same celebration, but he does so with sacred chrism consecrated by the patriarch or the bishop, thus expressing the apostolic unity of the church, whose bonds are strengthened by the sacrament of confirmation. In the Latin church, the same discipline applies to the baptism of adults or to the reception into full communion with the church of a person baptised in another Christian community that does not have valid confirmation. 1313. In the Latin rite, the ordinary minister of confirmation is the bishop. 
if the need arises, the bishop may grant the faculty of administering confirmation to priests, although it is fitting that he confer it himself, mindful that the celebration of confirmation has been temporarily separated from baptism for this reason. Bishops are the successors of the apostles. They have received the fullness of the sacrament of holy orders. The administration of this sacrament by them demonstrates clearly that its effects is to unite those who receive it more closely to the church, to her apostolic origins and to her mission of bearing witness to Christ. 1314. If a Christian is in danger of death, any priest can give him confirmation. Indeed, the church desires that none of her children, even the youngest, should depart the world without having been perfected by the Holy Spirit with the gift of Christ's fullness. So very well. So we have this um, this uh, this um, section on what is confirmation, uh, what is it, uh, who can receive it, and I think the the, the obvious the thing is that it can be received by anybody who hasn't received it and is baptized. So any baptized person who hasn't been confirmed can be confirmed. It's not a repeatable sacrament, so you can't receive it more than once. Again, it would be nice, it sounds so great, that it would be lovely to receive it weekly or once a month or a couple of times a year or even a few times over your lifetime, but no, you receive it once because it gives an indelible mark. It cannot be erased. If it becomes covered over or clouded or uh, somehow or other covered up in the spiritual life, I'm afraid the answer is not to get confirmed again, but is to repent. Is to come back to the Lord with weeping, with sorrow, with penance, with almsgiving, with fasting, and then to go to confession. And this is the best way to revive baptism and to revive confirmation uh, to revive confirmation as well but anyway back to what we're seeing today that confirmation is this um this great uh gift of the holy spirit more than anything it's a gift of the holy spirit to make us part of the church and being in the church we proclaim the faith and so this is a very important part of it to allow us to proclaim the faith that we receive the sacrament which is something serious that's why it says to receive it in a state of grace to go to confession before you receive confirmation. And then also, who is the minister of confirmation? Confirmation, the minister is the bishop. You receive confirmation from the bishop. If it's not possible, a priest can give it. So in the East, the priest usually gives it. Nearly always it's the priest that gives it because it's together where it should be, together with, um, with baptism. And as we'll see later on, also with the Eucharist in the East. In the West, we created a trauma by separating baptism and confirmation. But we separated it because we valued the fact that every Catholic receives a sacrament from their bishop once in their lives. This is why we did what was really a sacramental abuse, which was to separate baptism and confirmation and have them in different rites and have them separated by years, which is probably not the best thing. But we saw that the value of everybody receiving a, a sacrament from their bishop was so important that we that we did this. This is why, in a sense, it's so uh, such a pity that in some places that uh, priests and uh, Episcopal vicars and uh, uh, and other priests are, are are giving confirmation. 
And again, if the priest is giving confirmation, then perhaps he should be giving it when the child is being baptized on day one and not baptizing the child himself and then waiting 12 years or 14 years or however many years and giving the confirmation that no, it can be done by a priest. But if it's going to be done with a priest, by a priest much better that we keep it with baptism and have it there. But anyway, I'm not going to go on my high horse over it, but the, 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 the teaching of the church is clear that it is a sacrament that it's proper to the bishop and only for important reasons should it be given by anybody else, by a priest, not by anybody else, by a priest. And uh, the other thing is that confirmation is something that everybody should receive. And that's why if there's a child in danger of death, that child should be confirmed. Even if they're three or whatever, they should be confirmed if possible. Uh, that the, oftentimes the hospital chaplains have the, the facility to do this, the faculties to do it from the bishop. Or again, there's nothing wrong with asking the bishop to say, this child is very sick, can you come and confirm them? And again, it's a beautiful moment also for the bishop to, to be with his people. And uh, the other thing is that when people are entering the Catholic Church, they should receive confirmation. So if they're coming and they're not baptized, then they receive baptism and confirmation and First Communion together. If they're coming into the church and they, have, uh, they haven't been confirmed already, basically if they're coming from the Protestant groupings, because the Protestants don't have confirmation or they don't have what we would say valid confirmation, some of them have a celebration they called confirmation, like that one I was talking about earlier, about the Lutheran confirmation. So Lutherans have something they call confirmation, but it's not a Catholic sacrament. We don't recognize it. We say that the Lutheran baptism is, yes, it's absolutely Christian baptism. It is absolutely valid, but the Lutherans don't have confirmation. So if a Lutheran or a, an Anglican, Episcopalian, Baptist, whatever, a Protestant is coming into the Catholic Church, they need to receive uh, the sacrament of confirmation as part of their entry into the church they do a profession of faith and they receive the the sacrament of confirmation and uh, the other group would be those who are coming into the church who aren't catholic but have been confirmed and these would be people coming from the east coming from the orthodox churches from the oriental orthodox churches the coptic church the armenian church etc or even those who are in these catholic uh, breakaway groups but they have to be Catholic breakaway groups uh, that are fairly organized and have bishops. So people like the, Le the Lefebvreans, the Society of St. Pius X, who are not quite in the Catholic Church, but have remained quite close, at least sacramentally, and have bishops and have chrism. And so they, if they come into the Catholic Church fully, then they, 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 don't, they don't need confirmation because they have it already. But anybody else coming into the Catholic Church needs to be confirmed. And so this is the, you know, this is the um, the sacrament that gives us this really this belonging to the church. We can defend the faith and be part of the church, living the Christian faith as adults in our generation. So with this we finish confirmation. So I'm just going to read the in brief section. Thirteen fifteen. Now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that all might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. 13.16 Confirmation perfects baptismal grace. It is the sacrament which gives the Holy Spirit 
in order to root us more deeply in the divine filiation, incorporate us more firmly into Christ, strengthen our bond with the, with the church, associate us more closely with our mission, and help us bear witness to the Christian faith in words accompanied by deeds. 1317. Confirmation like baptism imprints a spiritual mark or indelible character on the Christian soul. For this reason, one can receive the sacrament once, only once in one's life. 1308. In the East, the sacrament is administered immediately after baptism and is followed by participation in the Eucharist. This tradition highlights the unity of the three sacraments of Christian initiation. In the Latin Church, the sacrament is administered when the age of reason has been reached and the, chill, and the celebration is ordinarily reserved to the bishop, thus signifying that the sacrament strengthens the ecclesial bond. 1319. A, con a candidate for confirmation who has attained the age of reason must profess the faith, be in a state of grace, have the intention of receiving the sacrament, and be prepared to assume the role of disciple and witness to Christ, both within the ecclesial community and in temporal affairs. 1320. The essential rite of confirmation is anointing of the forehead of the baptised with sacred chrism in the East, other sense organs as well, together with the laying on of the minister's hands and the hand and the words Acipe signaculum doni spiritus sancti be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit in the Roman rite or signaculum doni spiritus sancti the seal of the gift of the Holy Spirit in the Byzantine rite. 1321 when confirmation is, separated, separate, is celebrated separately from baptism, its connection with baptism is expressed, among other ways, by the renewal of baptismal promises. The celebration of confirmation during the Eucharist helps underline the unity of the sacraments of Christian initiation. Okay, very good. So we'll continue tomorrow, and tomorrow we'll be looking at 1322 through 1327. God bless.